welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on 20 Ways to End Procrastination. And we are trudging through this list at a pace of about two per day on average. So, uh, believe it or not, we are nearing the end of the list. But I have a few more things to share with you before we close out. This is going to be a shorter than normal series. And we're going to move on to our next topic. But I'm hoping to help some people out. Procrastination is something that bites us all in the butt. And unfortunately, we are all guilty of it in some area or another of our lives. Usually it's things that we find unpleasant. Which leads me into my next tip for you. And that is to find creative ways to accomplish the task. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it's it's actually a psychological fact that aesthetics greatly affect how we perceive things and our perceptions of uh, different tasks and activities that we need to accomplish. Strangely enough, attractive things work better. Now, Donald A. Norman, who's a cognitive scientist, wrote a book called Emotional Design, Why We Love or Hate Everyday Things. In the first chapter, he wrote about attractive things working better and recounts an experiment where he conducted, well, where there was Japanese researchers who conducted, um, that there were many differences in terms of how people approached the same task. They designed two ATMs that performed the same functions in the same way. The only difference in the, was the appearance. One was kind of ugly and clunky looking, while the other one had streamlined screens and buttons with a very attractive design. Despite the fact that they worked pretty much the same, the result of the experiment claimed that the attractive machine was easier to use, so meaning that, that everyone who used it was surveyed afterward privately and they all agreed that the better looking machine was easier to use. So what's the point of this? Well, the point of this is that when we use something that's pleasant, that feels good, we can be more relaxed. Now, here's another example. I know a lot of people that love to journal. And what's been very popular is journals that have pages you can draw on. And it recommends that you use many different colors. So using several different colored pens, for example, um, you know, coloring the pages, using a different color pen for each task or each writing, or to create prioritization lists, you know, being able to use the creativity and make something look pleasant and colorful and bright and cheerful uh, helps people to really want to journal as opposed to just opening up a notebook with a pencil or pen in hand and trying to journal. The results are significantly different because of the fact that it's more pleasant, it's more pleasing to the eye. Well, there are many, many other ways that you can do this. If you are looking at uh, overcoming procrastination, obviously it depends on the topic at hand here, but there's a lot of different software, equipment. I know somebody who has to, that their task is to do a lot of marketing artwork, and they didn't care for the systems that the company gave them, so they got one of those bamboo uh, Apple sketch pads where they could actually do it 
on the sketch pad. Another person I know uses a similar device for the work that she needs to do, and she loves it. She looks forward to it. She's excited about it because of all the different features it has, the fun, um, the ease of correcting mistakes, and so on and so forth. So finding the right tool, the right app, the right piece of equipment, the right colors, um, you know, the right uh, uh, sources of exerting creativity in the act of accomplishing what it is that you need to can make an enormous difference in how you feel about that activity. So I'm going to give you one more example. Say someone, and I've, I actually coached many people that were authors and or writers and or writers, so bloggers as well as authors of books. And, uh, and what they found is that the editing process is no fun. <laughs> That's usually the case. So what was recommended is, you know, why not set up a special room where, um, you know, the ambiance is perfect. Maybe there's candles in there, you know, or, or whatever that scent that they might like. Maybe some flowers, maybe. Um, maybe there's, you know, a, a, maybe a fireplace or a small mini fireplace put in there. Maybe there's special music that they play. Uh, maybe they go in there with their favorite beverage. Maybe they dress in a certain manner and they make it just a really, it's more of an experience rather than just sitting at a table with a pen in your hand and editing a book. So obviously go wild with this. Um, and I know I said that was my last one, but one more example, I had a client that despised exercising. So she actually cleared a room in the basement and created this amazing exercise room with an area where she could do thinking. And that developed into meditating in there and reading in there and a whole number of other things. She loved the room so, so much. It was her special place apart from the world. And lo and behold, she really looked forward to her exercise every day. So obviously these are just a few examples of many, but hopefully this kind of gives you the right idea on how to create um, something that's a bit more attractive, more appealing, more aesthetic in terms of uh, usefulness that you can utilize in accomplishing whatever it is that you keep procrastinating about. <laughs> um, so I, I know that doesn't really count for like say day-to-day -day tasks such as dishes and things, but I remember when I was a kid we would, uh, we would you know, do a little puzzle or, or um, you know, I'm going to the store and I'm going to buy, and you do something with an A and the next person with a B, and then, you know, go back and forth C and you try to remember the list, and maybe that's a cheesy example. Because um, I know not a lot of you know young, young people do that kind of stuff anymore, but it did make the dishwashing fun, pleasant, and and actually we were oblivious to the fact that we were washing dishes, just because we were preoccupying ourselves with something else. Okay, so uh, that gives you a lot of ideas to chew on. This is Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. Thank you for joining.